Hello and thank you for listening to 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one I chat with Amber Seeley, director of No Man of God, which, by the time you listen to this, you'll be able to buy on digital, DVD and special edition Blu-ray from 101 Films. So sit back, relax and get comfortable as I chat with Amber Seeley. You think you're smarter than him. You think you're going to be the one that's going to get him to confess. Well, I don't think I'm smarter, sir. I don't think you necessarily have to be smarter. This is what's going to happen. He will come down. He'll toy with you for a little while. Does your son know what you do? He knows his daddy protects people. He will cat and mouse with you. He will make you think you are getting somewhere. Let's record him. Let's get this party started. It is February 13th, 1986. This is Agent Bill Hagmeyer. I'm sitting with Theodore. No, Ted. I'm sitting with Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy has 13 hours to live, and he is using those hours to try and buy himself more time. He's ready to talk. He said he's ready to confess to everything, but I only talk to one person. There are families out there looking for answers. The world needs to know why he killed those girls. You're some hotshot young upstart, and I'm your next big case. You're going to be the guy who broke me. There are a lot of myths and misunderstandings about me. What are you going to tell me? Everything. What do you think he wants? You and I will sit down and have the conversation you've wanted this whole time. When you get too close to a guy like this, you can lose your way. Do you think you could kill somebody? I'm an FBI agent. That's not what I'm saying. You can't hold these girls hostage. I'm not playing games. How many did you kill? Let's say 30. Let's say we talk about the real number. 30 is a nice round number. You're getting inside my head. I'm looking for understanding. You think they should kill me, don't you? You think it's my time to die? Frankly, they probably should have done it a long time ago. I'm going to take you somewhere that I've never taken anyone before. I need a moment with Bill. He's my best friend. Hi, Amber. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you getting on with all of these interviews? Good, good. Yeah, it's it's fun. I love I love talking it talking about film. So you oh, know that that's always good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you've got such a good microphone set up there. I'm like, your voice sounds so perfect and crystal smooth. Mine's going to be all I've crappy mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you sound good. You do. You sound fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, first of all, please allow me to congratulate you on crafting a film that had me gl- oh. glued to the screen from beginning to end. So you, thank you, thank you for this film. Oh, thank you. Thanks for watching. What was it like for you as the director uh, putting this together? Do you feel any extra pressure because it's about real life people as opposed to directing a film where it's fictional and maybe you could go off in more directions? And, and again, because it's Ted Bundy who has been portrayed in you know so many films before, did that add any extra pressures or, or difficulties to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it felt important to me to present the Ted Bundy that I had seen. You know, I felt like... Uh, you know, I felt like I had a, a different take on him. And so it was important to me to present the take that I thought was authentic. And then with Bill Hagmeyer, you know, he's um, not only still alive, but he's a yeah. friend and he isn't a producer on the film. And so I was more, I guess, anxious about, um, you know, 
uh, not embarrassing him or yeah. not offending him while also making a commentary on, you know, just what it must have been like for him to do that. You know, so that was the part that I think I was most nervous about was, you know, he was the one I was most nervous to show the film to. And I was like, is he, you know, because there were, there were um, creative licenses that I took with, you know, with the story and, um, and yeah, so he's still my friend. He's still talking to me. So I, so it's all, it was okay, but it felt important to me to, you know, for example, the religion thing, you know, Bill is very religious. And I would say that that's, that's what got him through his days with Bundy was he has a pure, very pure faith in God and redemption. And, you know, and that's what kind of saw him through sitting opposite somebody so so evil mm-hmm. um and then we have the character of carolyn who does not you know is not religious and just believes the death penalty is wrong and yeah. and so you know i had worried you know if i have this carolyn character with bill's character and then there's bundy's character who desperately wants to believe in god but clearly doesn't believe in god um you know i worried is that something that's going to offend bill but i didn't have to worry he's such a lovely smart guy that he you know he's able to see that the world is full of different kinds of people and some people are believers and some people are not and, and there's everything in between and um yeah so i think that was my my biggest concern and then you know in terms of bundy it was just about showing like i said you know my this is my take on bundy you know i see him as a very narcissistic insecure you know kind of pathetic almost incel like guy yeah. and um so that's what I, I tried to portray. And I knew, you know, I knew there'd be commentary about that. And that's sort of inevitable. I mean, with any film, there's always going to be criticism, right? So you just, you know, it's going to come and that's all right. Yeah, you're prepared for it. And, and you had incredible actors in the parts as well. Everybody plays their parts superbly and you just buy into them straight away. So you, oh, again, you must yeah. have been so pleased with the performances that you were getting out of yeah. these actors as well. They're great, great, great group. It was like a... You know, they're like putty. You can ask them to do anything and they can do it. And it's really fun. Yeah. I loved as well. Can we talk about shot composition? Because I loved, because a lot of the film is essentially, it's it's conversations. It's two people having a conversation. So I guess, again, as a director, there's more thought that has to go into that possibly you know, i could be wrong i'm not a director then goes into to oh, an action scene for sure yeah yeah and I, I loved that the first time that you saw bundy the first time that you saw his face it was just through a gap in in bill's arm you know there was there were shots like that 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 really drew me even further into the film as you were as oh, you were right. as you were planning it what was your thought process when you were thinking oh my word you know i've got two people talking how can i keep this visually <laughs> interesting for the viewer that's exactly right. That was exactly my thought was like, oh, my God, that 60 percent of the movie is just two men in one room. And it's and it's an interrogation room, which by its very nature is meant to be playing with nothing. Yeah. You know, there's like yeah. nothing. And I definitely was like, OK, you know. Um, and so but then once I sat down and I started shot listing and planning, I was like, oh, we actually have a lot and there's a lot we can do here. So for me, it was about crafting their relationship. So we start with when they first meet and we end with when Bundy dies. Right. Yeah. And so we've got these four or five times when they sit in a room together and they meet and I thought well let's let the visual language the you know the language of the lighting and the camera you know let's let that 
um, tell us the story of their relationship. So the first time when they meet, it's all about Bill trying to figure, you know, trying to figure yeah. out who is Bundy. You know, so I, th- I that's when I came up with the like, well, he's obscured by certain things. Let's try not to see his face straight mm-hmm. on. Let's not have him completely lit. Let's have his eyes dark. You know, let's see him through the arm. Let's and we tried a bunch of stuff that didn't end up in the film. You know, there's this great shot of um, of Bundy that's taken. I don't know if you've seen that photograph. It's taken from under the table and it shoots up and you can see like just that gap between the table and his thighs. You see his face and it's such a great image. We tried to recreate that image. It didn't, didn't end up looking great. So, so we didn't use it in the film. I think it's in the trailer though, um, briefly, but um, so yeah, it was just all about how do we, you know, manifest Bill seeking out the truth of Bundy in visually. And so, you know, you use what you, you see the side of his face, you just see two thirds of his face. You, you know, you, when I started getting into it and I was like, actually there's tons of stuff to do here. Then, then the fear fell away. Cause I was like, you know, once you get into planning, you realize how many options you have. And so we moved from there to the end where we've got the very, you know, the close ups. you really do see Bundy's face completely. So that's the transition, you know, that, that we move from was it, it's basically about in the beginning, they don't see each other clearly. And at the end, they do see each other clearly. And, um, and then, you know, in the middle, when you have the merging, when Bill is worrying, you know, am I like him? Could I do the awful things that he does? You know, that's when I started using the, um, the tracking shots and the slider shots to have the merge and the movement as it gets a little bit more frenetic in there for Bill, you start to circle around them. So once you understand where they're at emotionally, the camera language um, just starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. And speaking of emotions as well, I mean, obviously it's a film about Ted Bundy. It's not going to be, you're not going to be throwing in wisecracks you know, here, here, there and everywhere. There's one particular scene. And again, I don't want to spoil the film, but there's a scene very near to the end. It's just hours away from Bundy being executed. And there's a scene between him and, uh, and Bill and and Bundy just you know lets everything out and you know both both of the actors again are wonderful in this scene and very emotive and because it's so intense and I guess the whole film must have been by its very nature because of what it's about was was there any time for levity on the set and if there, if there was what did you do between those moments like that must have been so emotionally draining for the actors and probably for yourself as well yeah I mean you know what's funny it was a very light like fun laughter filled (laughs) set. I mean, I think because we were coming out of a very long lockdown for the pandemic Mm. here in LA. So a lot of us had not even left our homes, you know, for five months and hadn't seen other people. So when we've got together, it was like human beings, you know, and, and, and our industry is, we, you know, there were times we were like, people were losing their homes. They couldn't pay their mortgage. It was, you know, it was a scary time and we were, we didn't know if our industry would survive, you know, and we luckily everyone's sort of finding a way through, but, um, that was the first time when we'd all really been, you know, back to work and back to seeing other people. So there was this joy and this pleasure. Um, And I think, you know, it wasn't a conscious thing, you know, to counter the darkness of the subject matter, but I think probably just subliminally it happened, you know, and, and just the kind of people that Luke and Elijah and Kim, our producer are like, so there was a lot of love and joy and and a lot of laughter and the way I direct as well. Sometimes I throw direction at actors that's totally purposefully a little bit, you know, off <laughs> left out of left field, whatever the expression is. Yeah. And so that would make them laugh. They'd be like, <laughs> what was the direction you just gave? You know, so I purposely try to 
you know, just have the, the process, you know, include fun and laughter because it's long days, you know, the yeah. cast and crew were working really hard. And um, I mean, we kept French hours. So we were, you know, we were there just 10 hours a day as opposed to some of the, you know, I don't know if you know what's going on over here in the U S with the IATSE strike, but you know, people in the industry are often kept really inhumane hours on set. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, even a 10 hour day is a long well, day, yeah, you know? Exactly, so I yeah. always try to bring some levity and some fun and we did, yeah, we ended up joking and laughing a lot, I think, because we had to counteract the darkness of, of the subject matter. What do you think of when you look back on it now and during the production of it? What's the first thing that leaps to mind for you? Oh, God. The pandemic, I think. I mean, it was the most important thing to me was that nobody died. I mean, I just was not I was like not on my watch, you know. Yeah, I, I you know, we had people I, I don't know the intimate health uh, you know, things of everybody in our cast and crew, but I knew we had, uh, a couple of people with diabetes and I knew, and we had some older actors and I was just like, no one's going to die, you know, and we got through the whole pandemic without any positives. Um, and that was because the producers and myself, we were like health and safety is the utmost importance here and nothing else matters more. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, like that was the thing that was really, you know, it was the creative normally is like, but nothing matters more than creative, but I was like, nothing matters more than keeping everyone yeah. safe. And, um, and I, I mean, all, you always want to keep your cast and crew safe, right? Course, but yeah. we'd never dealt with a pandemic before where the, where the, the thing is airborne, you know, that you're trying to escape from. So it was, um. Yeah, that was just a lot. That was always on everybody's mind was was COVID. And uh, that was, we'd never had that experience before. I think now, you know, now when I film, it's like, we now know how to do it safely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was the first time when we were like, we've done everything we can. And we just, Whoa. you know, we really hope that everyone stays safe. So that was the biggest thing. Um, and then on, the second thing I would say is just the love and that I mean, I just, you know, like Luke and Elijah have become friends and Kim has become a friend and, you know, I mean, I, I really love everyone that was on that production and everyone gave, you know, our crew was just amazing. They worked their asses off and everybody did such a, a amazing bang up job. And it just is, you know, yeah, I look back on that and just feel grateful and feel love. That's great. And, and and so you should. And like I said at the very beginning, and, and very proud of what you've created as well. I've just looked at the time. It's gone so quick. I want to keep you on track for the rest of your interview. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I know I ramble on. And no, I take up no, no, no. It's, it's all about the guests talking on the shows, not me. That's for sure. But please come back on in the future and have a chat about your future projects because I will eagerly be awaiting all of your films. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was really fun to it's chat a pleasure. with you. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. As I said at the beginning, you can buy No Man of God on digital DVD and special edition Blu-ray from 101 Films. Plenty of reviews of the great releases by 101 Films is on our website, 60mw.co.uk, as well as everything else that you obviously know by now. News, reviews, all the podcasts that we do, and much, much more. If you've enjoyed this show, please tell your fans, share it on social media. If you didn't enjoy it, well, then check out lots of the other shows that we do. We've got all different types of format shows with interviews, talking about video games, movies, and much more besides. And so, until next time, thank you for listening, and we will be back very soon with another show.